Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 35 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young and we're dumb and we are full of... Opinions! Opinions! <sighs> opinions, ladies and gentlemen. All just opinions. And we have something exciting for you guys today. Uh, fuck, I'm Adam. Oh, well, fuck, I'm Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> and we have something exciting for you guys today in that we have nothing planned today. We're going with the flow today, Matthew. I have something planned to start out with that I need to tell the world. I, I think I know what it is. <laughs> um, so something happened that royally fucked my afternoon up. Yep. I was having a great day, guys. I slept in late. I felt great. I woke up. I had cereal. I never have cereal. I had fucking pops. They were delicious. Mm, good old pops. All right. I, Adam found a pack of cigarettes today, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. It was a great fucking day. And then I took a nap, and I woke up from my nap, and it all went down the shitter, guys. Yep. The whole thing went to shit. So first of all, I ran out of cream for coffee when I woke up. So I had to have milk in my coffee, which is not the same. Okay? <laughs> it's not the same. So I struggled through that, made it through, and then I went to grab a brownie from a box of brownies that we had on the table, and it was the last one, mm -hmm. which kind of sucked, but I was happy. At least there was one left. <laughs> so I ate half the brownie. It was delicious. Put it down for a moment. Picked it back up a few minutes later, bit into it, and there was something very hard and crunchy in my brownie. Interesting, Matthew. Please go on. Well, I thought to myself, what the fuck? And these particular brownies have little crispy bites on the top, little right. little candy bites. Yeah. So I was thinking to myself, fuck, there must have been a malfunction with the machine, and there's like a gigantic crispy bite of candy inside my brownie, right? <laughs> right. Like, lucky you. Yeah. Right? So, of course, I try to bite it again, and it's hard as fuck. It's not working. Mm. So I spit it out, and it all comes pouring down on my logistics system. <laughs> and I realize I have indeed... Lost my tooth. My tooth <gasps> fell out of my face, guys. Oh, my god! My fucking molar fell out of my fucking face. It's true. I was witness. I was there. Now, it's insane because, see, I don't have any pain. Mm -hmm. There's no blood. Right. But there is, like, a double zero gauge mm. hole in the top of my mouth now. And did you say part of your tooth is still there, too? Yeah. Uh. Like the stub. Like right. like right before the root, that part of the tooth is still up in there, uh, and I think that's why there's no pain yet. Um, so it's all hanging by a wire, guys. Uh, I couldn't be stopped, so I went to Walmart, right, and I bought myself some antiseptic. <coughs> I swished it around, and then I shoved some gauze in there, and I said, "Damn it, Adam, let's podcast." <laughs> And we're podcasting, guys. <laughs> and we are podcasting. So if I it sound was... funny for some reason, it's because I'm down a tooth. Oh, my God. It was, it was so weird when it happened, too. I just never heard of it. Especially because you're eating something soft. Like, it'd be one thing Dude. if you're eating, like, an apple and it got stuck in the apple or there something. There was no crunch. It wasn't, like, pop or mm -hmm. crunch. Nothing. Just all of a sudden, my tooth just wasn't in my face anymore. Oh, my gosh. It was rough. Fuck. Well, you know, just uh, go to the dentist and have them have them fix you up, Matthew. Have them give you a brand new tooth. Well, you know what's funny is I found myself. The first thing I was doing uh -huh. is not even cleaning my mouth. I was trying to 
find the piece of tooth. And then yeah. I found it and I was trying to like clean off the piece of tooth. Mm -hmm. I think something in my brain thought that like, if I just clean this really good and make it look nice, they can just put it back. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then as I was cleaning it, I realized I'm never gonna have that tooth again. That tooth is gone. Uh, so I just threw it away. I was like, well, whatever. It's never gonna be. You should have put it thing. under your pillow, Matthew. I don't think it works like that, Adam. <sighs> if only, though. Could you, Matt? I'd be fucking stealing teeth everywhere from everybody. Stealing teeth? Fuck yeah. How do you steal if, teeth? If I, well. I feel like kidnapping has to happen before you steal teeth. There are a lot of steps, yes. <laughs> but. <laughs> like, you would not get in trouble for being a thief. You'd get in trouble for many other things. Could you imagine if that was just a thing, like a, like a real thing where you put a tooth underneath a pillow and nobody knew how it happened? But you would wake up and that tooth there'd just really be a dollar. There'd, be, there'd really be a dollar under there. Like there was actually a tooth fairy that really existed. Yeah, like nobody would ever be able to see um or see her, him, her. I guess a fairy could be. It would probably be a non-binary, non-binary tooth fairy right. these days. And uh, they would, yeah. I feel like that, there'd be like teeth hunters, right? Like teeth smashers, what they call them, or the collectors, and the people who go around and kidnap people and fucking take their teeth. What and... if teeth just became really valuable tomorrow? Well, then you're, people would sell their own teeth. Then you'd be digging in the trash for that fucking tooth you just threw away, Matthew. <laughs> I have a few teeth I could give up. There, yeah, I would if they were worth like a thousand dollars a piece tomorrow. Oh fuck! If a, if a tooth was worth a thousand dollars a piece, I got yeah, about you five could have four teeth of I'd them. Give up. Yeah, 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 for sure, <laughs> for sure. There was a when I got my I had my all my wisdom teeth removed, right? Yep. That's and, an experience. Yeah. Well, and then you get that you have the dry socket shit. You have to be careful. Well, you're not of supposed and everything. to. But yeah. yeah. Well. Well, and I didn't get it, but you just have to oh, be careful of it. Gotcha. Right? Yes. Yes. And uh, and there was I remember for like the first like two like two weeks afterwards, like right when it was starting to like heal up, right? I kept with my tongue, like like tonguing this fucking hole that was like in the back oh, left corner, no, that's right? Not good. Well, the reason why I was doing it was because it felt like there was like a pop, like the way I could describe it was it felt like there was a popcorn kernel like stuck in like the hole somewhere. Uh -huh. Like, you know how you could just like the little shaving of like yeah. the skin, right? And so I kept like picking at it, picking at it. I was like, why the fuck can't I get this like little piece of food out or whatever it is? And like, I. I, I <laughs> just fucking lost words there. It's okay. For, we'll get through this, Adam. For like three or four days, I was just constantly picking at and trying to figure out like how to get this out, you know? And uh, and finally, when I got it out, it was literally like half of my tooth. It was like half of uh, my tooth that they just like forgot about. You think the dentist was like, yeah, fuck out. it. That piece will be fine. Yeah, like I don't know what it was. But also I took it out. It was like just like a sliver of it, but it was, it was definitely like the root included. And I was like, motherfucker forgot part of my tooth during this fucking surgery. I'd call him. I'd be like, I want 20 bucks back. <laughs> right? You didn't take it all out. I was even, you know what, For there was a brief second where I was like, I feel like I need to call this dentist be like, look, bitch, you fucking forgot my part of my tooth in this hole. But yeah, super uncomfortable though. What a weird thing to but happen. What a, yours is fucking the weirdest, man. Especially because you just fell out, dude. Especially because you're eating, like I said, especially because you're eating in something soft. Like that's just, I don't know, that's weird to me. I mean, in 
in the world's defense, I was eating a brownie, a hostess brownie, which is probably the most garbage brownie you could possibly eat. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like like if you've had like a sore tooth. I take back nothing, by the way. I would eat the brownie again. Like if you had a sore tooth for like the past two weeks and then it fell out, at that point, I'd be like, oh, well, that was inevitable, right? Well, the tooth had a, already had a root canal on it oh, many that's years right, ago. That's right, that's right. So it wouldn't be sore. Right. It's not a good scene. It's not a good scene. I have an appointment on Monday to go and get mm. it fixed. Um, I hope I wake up tomorrow. I I hope you wake up tomorrow. It's not a good too. scene. So uh, not to not to move it to. I mean, well, it's gonna get serious here. But did you did you uh, hear yeah, about? Let's the, talk about it. Yeah, let's the, talk about the it. The shooting in New Zealand, the mosque, the two mosques that got shot up. So I actually I'm a little late to to the news. Mm-hmm. Um. I just found out about it right before the podcast. Yeah. I was actually skipping through CNN just looking <laughs> for what was going on today. Yeah. And I realized that was the only thing that happened today. It was oh, a yeah. big deal. It is a big deal. Well, there's uh, – so there were two two mosque shootings in New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand? Done like by Australia? By Australia, yeah. Wow. Uh, committed by white men. Okay. They have – the last time I read – they had three in custody who they believe had – I don't know if they believe that they were the actual shooters. They just said that they believe they had something to do with it, right? And there's 49 dead. Yeah, so 49 are lot, dead. Dude, and there's like God. 50 injured. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they, that's horrible. Yeah. And it was all live streamed. So I, I heard that part. That's the part that I was actually seeing is yeah. now – I guess the news of the actual death is kind of everybody has heard about it except me. But yeah, but and now about the they're starting stuff. to talk about um, Facebook in particular. Mm-hmm. I guess is the one that I read. I've, you told me that it, it was, was all platforms. it was on all the platforms. Yeah. The one I'm reading a lot about is that Facebook. Um, they live streamed it. Well, I think yeah. So I think they live streamed it through Facebook, right? But then mm-hmm. as it was live streaming through Facebook, and after the live stream ended, like everybody, you know, you know how people do. Everybody is sharing it to the different platforms. So the and guys everything. have like masks on when they were and doing it. I, like, so wouldn't I, they be able to identify them from the video? Well, I so I didn't see the video. Thank goodness. So yeah, yeah. so I'm not quite sure what was happening. I would assume. I, I would assume, assume so, but yeah. you never know. But there was uh, an interesting thing that happened, too, where I guess one of the assailants said something in the video. Uh, they said, subscribe to PewDiePie. Oh, is no. What they they said. got PewDiePie into yeah, it? Yeah. So PewDiePie had to. Oh, now he uh, has to go on and be like, I don't know anything about well, these guys. <clears throat> and to be well, and to be fair, he wasn't in trouble or anything. You well, know, he, no, but it's still going to hurt his name. Well, he put out, he did put out a statement, and people seem to have his back on this and everything. And he put out a statement was just saying like that it it sucks that this happened, and, and like it sucks even more that my name was even uttered, you mm-hmm. know, during this whole thing. And you know, he sent out his condolences and prayers to the you know friends and families of the victims and things like that. But yeah, apparently during one of the, during the live stream, they like yelled, "Subscribe to PewDiePie." So now, as somebody who what a did weird it, thing to scream exactly. So that was the first thought I had, right? It, so I haven't seen this video, but the fact that somebody like somebody who was killing people had this mode of thought of saying "Subscribe to PewDiePie," that means one, there was some enjoyment that was being given out of this, right? So it so. It, yeah, they it, had it the turns time it from an to, operation to like yeah. a recreational. They had thing the time to did. think about other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So it's not super far-fetched that they would say the name PewDiePie. For, for anyone who doesn't know, for any chance, um, he is like the number one YouTuber. Yeah, And he's very, very well known for having the most subscribers yeah. for many, many years. So he's he's incredibly famous. Right. So for someone to, it's not like they knew him personally or anything. Right, Just right, to clear right. that up. Like yeah. his name is very, very well known. We have some some older viewers, I'm sure. <laughs> touché, Like our parents touché. who may not know who PewDiePie is. Well, and to go, to extend off of that too, with more information, the reason why the whole subscribe to PewDiePie thing is because there's another YouTuber YouTube channel, an Indian YouTube channel T series, that's yes. like the closest to reaching number PewDiePie two, yeah. subscribers. Yeah, so everybody's like, no, keep PewDiePie number one. Yes. So, so for anyone who doesn't know, he he's incredibly famous. Mm-hmm. So they I will, don't think he had anything to do with it. No, 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 obviously. I don't either. I don't either, and I don't think anybody does. But so they do believe uh, through the different. I've read through sources like CNN, anywhere from CNN, Fox, Breitbart, so anywhere from the most extremes to the more moderate ones, and everybody's in agreement that it was definitely uh, not specifically white supremacists, as in like the group, you know, the white supremacy group, but like it was like done in the name of. Type so of thing. very so, weird. Am I just ignorant to this? Do I? I assumed that New Zealand, nothing bad ever really happened there. Isn't New Zealand a pretty chill place? Well, funny you say that. So during one of the articles I read, they were talking to the prime minister of New Zealand about this. And one of the things that uh, I believe it's a she, one of the things that she said was now the division because of this incident, she goes, unfortunately, I can foresee us starting to see the kind of division now, the extremist division that like you see in America right now, and now it's going to come over to New Zealand because it wasn't an issue before, oh, but wow. now with this particular event, you know, I yeah, think, this is, is a big one. Yeah, and I think I mean I think it's the worst shooting in New Zealand history. I mean, it has I believe to be. it. It's yeah. probably the only. Yeah. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. I'm sure there's others, but. Nothing really <clears throat> terrible happens a whole lot. People shit doesn't blow up in New Zealand very often. It's, so that's very strange that it happened there. Do you think this like surge of this like for events like the one that happened in New Zealand, do you think that stuff is related to Trump? Or do you think Trump is maybe a side effect of it? Or do you think the two are completely unrelated? Because a lot of people would argue the reason why you're seeing attacks like this is because Trump's America, right? Because Trump's a racist. No, I think that it would have happened with or without Trump. You think so? Um, No, no. I think it was happening before him. It would have Mm -hmm. happened whether or not. I I guess you could make arguments that he perpetuates it. Maybe he makes it happen faster or harder. Mm -hmm. But no, the whole targeting mosques and Muslims against Christians... A, that's been a thing for thousands of years, actually. Anyone who knows any kind of medieval history or ancient history knows that since the Muslims and the Christians have existed, um, they have not particularly gotten along. Right. Um, Not so much because they hate each other's religion, more so it was a man-made dispute for, Mm -hmm. it's a land thing. You know, they wanted each other's wealth kind of thing. So I think that there's always been that going on. And it's just, it's a modern iteration of that yeah um i i don't know there's a big long history too i think it has to do with us going into the middle east i think it has to do not just under um little bush but all the way back to his father it 
it's such a huge long story, dude. I I mean, I really care to get into all of that to tell you right, the truth. Right. But no, I don't think it's an accident, and I don't think that it's one person who made it all happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's a storm that's been building up for a long, long time. It's uh, there's a lot of bandwagoning too. I think. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what a lot of like leftists right now would argue, right? Is because of Trump, you know, because the argument is that Trumps are racist, a sexist, you know, all of those agenderists, whatever other isms there are now. Yeah, but, but it didn't even happen in America. It happened in New Zealand. Right, but I mean, America's you know arguably the most influential com- you know country in the world. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's our media that influences everything. There was there was somebody uh, I can't remember who I was listening to, but it was somebody was talking. Oh, I was watching this interview. Um, it was actually on the Joe Rogan podcast. I, I mentioned it to you a little bit, where they had an expert on there who was um, done research and everything into like the Russian troll farms and fake Twitter accounts and how those possibly, you know, fix elections or, you know, sway elections or they have the possibility to do so at least. And one of the things they were talking about that I felt was interesting because I never really thought about it this way was just how little we, and this is just an example in regards to just how we influence the world and we don't understand it sometimes, is like how little we know about Russia and like their politics, but how much Russians know about America and their politics. And I can argue that with a lot of other uh, countries also. When there's an election here in America, the I've, the whole world's watching that. Yeah, but know? I think the the Russian people that you and I are thinking of are influential Russian people. Those are the only ones you ever see are the mm-hmm. ones with influence. So the influential American people know what's going on in in Russia. The regular people in America don't know. I think if you go to Russia and you spoke to the regular people, mm-hmm. like cooking dinner for their six kids and stuff, they have no fucking interest or clue about American politics. I don't know. I would. I I think they do. I think. I Why think would they care about people... that when they're fucking poor and trying to go to work and raise kids and do the same things well, we're doing? I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying like. For example, when New Zealand has an election, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows the two people who are running for prime minister in New Zealand. Oh, okay, but yeah, when America's having an that. election, everybody knew it was Hillary Clinton versus oh, okay. Trump. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? I'll give you that. So so based off of those kind of instances, you know, I don't you think anyone that. in Russia knows who Martha McSally is. Oh, no, no, no. I don't no, think no, anyone it, knows her fucking name. Not, not you know that what I mean? deep. Not yeah. that deep. But for sure, the president, yeah, that's the leader of the right. world. Well, and it's just arguably that our culture, just in general, is a very influential culture. I mean, pretty much all of media that anybody uh, fucking consumes, whether it's TV, movies, or the internet, all comes from America, right? You know, in the countries that it doesn't, it's usually because they have sanctions on those types of things or blockings. Yes. Every country has their own, like, news system, though. Like, Mm -hmm. the people in France don't watch CNN. Right. They watch French news. People in Germany watch German news. And sometimes they report on the stuff going on in America. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, it's stuff going on in their country. But, I mean, regardless of whether it is a reason or not, there are are people who are going to be blaming Trump for this. Um, Which drives me crazy. Well, I think the dude who's really going to fucking get it is um, Zuckerberg. Do you you think that that Facebook's in trouble for it being (sighs) live streamed? First of all, how do you you prevent a live stream 
well, a massacre? How, how do you foresee that happening and stop it before it starts? And that's what I was just it's going— impossible. That's what I was just going to say. So I don't think Zuckerberg would actually be in trouble because I think it's understood that it's like— Dude, they took it down as yeah. soon as they found out about oh, it. Yeah. They were all over that shit. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, with, with the internet— the person who like the person who owns Facebook, okay? Mm-hmm. That there's no person who owns it, but the team of people who run Facebook and right. moderate Facebook, they only really have so much power. They can't turn every post off all at once. Right. So if people are reposting this video faster mm-hmm. than the moderators can take it down, right. it will grow instead of decrease. Yeah. That's just how the algorithms of the internet work. Well, and that's how So people were reposting it faster yeah. than the moderators could take it down. Well, and that's what happens with every video too. Any video that comes out that, you know, may not be a video so people want online. Fault. Oh no, it's not, I don't think it's any social media platform's fault. It, it's but the I people's think he's gonna fault. Get blamed for, for it. To, he's going to get blamed uh, for it I hardcore. I don't think he will because there there are other things that have I mean I can't think of specific examples right now, but things like this happen all the time. But that's why it, uh what's it called? Li- Live leaks? Was that the name of the sites? Uh have you ever there's heard Wiki of Live leaks? Well, not WikiLeaks. So there's, there used to be this. I haven't been on there in ages. So I don't know if, even if it's around anymore. But there used to be this website called uh, LiveLeaks, and it was videos of. It was kind of like the the dark web of YouTube, right? Oh. So there would be videos on. So any videos that would like get taken down on other social media platforms, for example, you could go to LiveLeaks basically and be able to see them. They've had anything from suicide videos on there to the cartel murdering people, cutting people's heads off. Oh, that sounds like fucking terrible. Oh, it is fucking terrible. <laughs> um, instant. I remember there was one video that was on there of an instance of like there was this lady in some third world country that was beating her kids or something like that and a group of people set her on fire while everybody watched but but the reason why i bring these up is just to make the point that videos like this come up on line all the time right you know the moderators do take them down but once it's online it's it's immortal at that point you'll always be able to find it right now i'm sure if we have to do something you cannot allow um a group of guys to murder 50 people on open internet on live stream and do nothing like yeah. there's there's a point where the bowl tips bro and then once the water's out of the bowl there's no going back well i mean how do you think you prevent that it's, though i mean i don't know they have billions of dollars to figure it out though i mean it's they need al- to fucking figure it out i mean it's almost kind of like the gun argument right it's you know you either just take away guns from everybody or you let everybody have the guns it's kind of the same thing in this case i would argue that the only way to really solve it is facebook saying okay hey, well we're taking away live streaming you know, which they probably won't do, but that's the only foreseeable solution I could see to making sure something like this doesn't happen again. Take away live streaming, right? I mean, there's no way to tell what someone's going to stream before they start streaming it. Exactly. Even Twitch, uh-huh. which is like probably arguably the largest streaming platform. Uh-huh. Okay. There are people every single day. One of the biggest problems they have is porn stars um, advertise on Twitch. So right. they say they're playing a game because you're supposed to play a game when you're on Twitch. Right. They say they're doing that, but really they're just showing themselves off and having people go to other websites to pay right. to hang out with them for a while. It's a really big problem on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And Twitch is very good about taking those people down as soon as they find them. 
But every single day, there are people who are doing that. So there's no possible way Twitch can tell if Zebra123, the user, right. is going to be doing pornography or going to be playing Halo. Like, right. until they start doing it, there's no way to tell. So you almost, as long as live stream is a thing, mm -hmm. that's why they took live stream away from TV. There's mm -hmm. no such thing really as live TV. Right. Even when they say it's live TV, the elections and shit, mm -hmm. there's a couple seconds delay. Right. In case there's a wardrobe malfunction. You'll remember we all saw a titty at the uh, mm -hmm. uh, Super Bowl, right. Janet Jackson. Ever since then, now there's a few second display or de delay even on the Super Bowl. That's not why there's a delay though. Yeah, if some if some shit goes down, they can fucking they can take it down real quick so people don't see it. But that's not but that's not why there's a delay. No nobody was like we're gonna make a delay on live streams. So yeah, it's in case can. they have to censor it, dude. No, there's there's always a delay because there's always lag between the thing that's recording it and where it's going. It has nothing to do with them trying to take something down. And a couple of seconds delay isn't going to be enough time to be able to do that. Is there that same delay on live streaming? Yeah, absolutely. Well, then why can't they just use that delay to take it down? Well, at that point... Why can't the algorithm find it within that delay and take it down before it starts? Well, maybe maybe technology just isn't quite up to par with that yet. And the, you also have to teach the AIs what to look for. And you have to make sure that they don't mistake in something that isn't harmful as something harmful. I'm sure there's a lot of mm. if, ands, and buts with it. I'm that. pretty sure that if you go in the middle of the Super Bowl and you start yelling fuck, they'll mm -hmm. bleep you. Before it's not actually live. No, you'll we, get a bleep in there. No, we see we see things happen all the time. I believe there was a like the Oscars is a perfect example. The Oscars are always live, right? Yeah. Uh, there was an instance a couple years ago where somebody said fuck when they weren't supposed to say fuck. It showed up on TV. It wasn't bleeped or anything because it was live. There was a couple seconds lag, but it wasn't enough to be like, oh well, we gotta cut that or we gotta bleep that. Lag the lag has nothing to do with people trying to make well, sure that things If that is happening. the case, then. If I guess it's the same thing. If you're gonna, you'd have to take away all of TV. Well, that's just otherwise it. people can just say fuck well, on TV. Well, and that's just it. So what stops people? Why don't people just get up and show their balls in the middle of the Oscars? Why Why don't people fuck the Oscars up more often? I don't know. I guess people are like, just more. Why, there are more decent people than non-decent people, Matthew. <laughs> no, there has to be a system in place, Adam. I don't just trust that millions of people are well, allowing the Super Bowl to happen every year. Okay, without an well, issue. you used you used the Oscars as an example. I'm sure if any of these actors or actresses or producers went up and showed their balls, they're going to get blacklisted in Hollywood pretty fucking quick, and their career is going to be over for what two seconds of showing your balls because you thought it would be funny. So that. Perfect. Uh -huh. You got to the answer your side. That's what I was looking for. That's what they need to do with the internet. There needs to be internet police. And I hate it because I love the internet. Right. Fuck the police. But in reality here, what we're talking about, you need to have internet police. You know, there needs to be a repercussion to your actions of what you put up on the internet. Well, and we've 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 kind of touched base on this before, and right now that exists in the sense, but it exists separate individually, right, within the platform. So Twitter has their own moderators that moderate the way they want to moderate. Facebook has, but their I own don't moderators. mean like you're gonna lose so, your account. I mean like you're you're gonna get in real trouble, right? Like someone's gonna like you're actually gonna get a ticket or 
jail time or some kind of repercussion to keep you from posting that kind of stuff. Well, that goes back to our conversation in regards to such social media platforms be considered public platforms and to be treated like a public space because then you can do things like that. But let's say something like Twitter, that's private, right? That was the right. argument. So if somebody does that on Twitter, what should there be any repercussions or should it just be up to Twitter? They're privately owned. I think that there should be laws of the internet that all platforms have to abide by. And that's the argument. Every I'm time there's it. a new frontier, you make laws for it. There's laws of the ocean. There's yes. laws for outer space. Yes. We don't even operate in outer space very often. Mm -hmm. But the first thing we did as soon as someone got there, we made a bunch of rules for it. Exactly. I mean, that's that's literally so they what need I've... rules for the internet. Yeah, that's literally what I've been arguing. I, I think social media platforms, because of what they are and the nature of how they operate, should all be treated like a public space, like the same way way how you can't go on to the side of the street and show your balls to traffic driving by. Yeah. Well, right now you can go on the middle of the internet and show your balls and uh, totally get away with it. That's my point. Even if people say naughty, naughty, mm -hmm. fuck you. I could do it every single day yeah. and get away with it. <clears throat> so what if they traced back the IP or figured out who you are and they send you a fine? You get fined. Yeah, I'm okay And if with you're that. real crafty and you can get through that, we find out who your family is, and now we send your we send your mom a fine, right? Because your mom's not a hacker. I promise she doesn't know how to get through that, <laughs> right? So if we can't find you, well, now you just put your family under burden. Mm -hmm. So knock your shit off, or we're gonna keep fining your family. No, I a thousand dollars at a time. I I agree with you fully, and and unfortunately, it's not a popular belief because then you're getting into the issue of you know free speech and things like well, that. Well, there is no freedom on the but... internet. There really no one has any internet rights. Well, that have been written. As well, you're right. They don't have rights, but I mean, you can you can argue that they do have freedom because just as you said, people can do shit like put their balls on the internet and it will just live there. And you know, yeah, what's the worst? Though their accounts will get taken down, right? I agree with you, but I mean, that's not freedom, in my opinion. There's a difference between freedom and anarchy, right? You know, it the internet is always becoming anarchy. Mm -hmm. It's it's so much freedom without any kind of moderation yeah. that. There's not even people governing themselves anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. I it's, agree. There's there's definitely a there, it, it needs to be regulated to some way, shape, or form. It it just does, you know. And, and I know that's not a popular belief to a lot of people, but we we haven't had things like social media before. It's a it's a totally fucking new piece of technology that we're trying to figure out. And just just as we've talked about before, how like TV has the FCC, right? The regulated right. censorship. Well, you just you need something like that for the internet. You just do. But I think it's going to be another thirty years before we have the people in power who will do that. Really, think that long? Well, well, yeah. You have to wait for the people there now to literally. I don't want them to do this, right. but they literally have to die and make way for the next group. The people who have power right now who make laws right. do not understand the internet. They don't understand it. They don't care to learn about it. And they don't, they're not required to learn about it. Mm -hmm. So it's not until they're gone and people younger than them who grew up with the internet who just simply understand it, mm -hmm. then they have the power. Now they can begin to make laws for something. Right. Well, and I agree with you, but the reason why I think it will happen sooner is because I think like so this is the first big straw i would say as far as the shootings being uh live this is one, streamed, of, this right? is one of the worst scenarios that right I've heard of. Yeah. so i think it just take unfortunately it will be events like this that will happen like 
two or three more times. And then regardless of who's in office, they're going to have their hands tied and they're going to have to be like, okay, we have to do something about this. Unless the people vote in vote in representatives who understand it more. I don't know that John McCain two years ago when he was Mm -hmm. alive, do you think that John McCain had the mental capacity to even begin to speak about rules for the internet? Do you think he understood enough to even start talking about it? Maybe not personally, but I don't think if it got to that point to where like a president or a senator had their hands tied, I don't think it would be them coming up with the solution. I think it would be them hiring a committee that's able to come up with a solution, probably one filled with people who are a bit younger and understand the internet. I don't and know they if that's would come how up with the solution. government works. That's how like a private company would work. But I don't know if the – I mean, the, well, I mean those are our representatives. Those are the people who we vote to make the rules. They're supposed to represent us. Right. But, but we chose people who don't understand the technology that we use. Right. But <laughs> but at the same time, though, when, like, a senator proposes a bill, right, they're not personally writing the bill. They have a committee that they hire of people that that particular senator hired to write the bill with everything that that senator wants in there – and then they propose the bill, and the bill's just under the the senator's basically the liaison for that bill. But they're not personally writing the bill. They have a committee that does that, and they hire professionals to do it like that. I'm pretty I confident. I don't in know. This. That's how it works, bro. I there's, don't know. That's how it works. There's no way the senators are I don't writing think these that bills there's professional... by themselves. No, I think it's literally like the secretaries. and They all get together. They have mm-hmm. meetings. They figure out. They say, I'll give in to this. You give in to that. So they know what they're going to agree on. Right. And then their assistants fucking write it up, dude. No, I don't think I don't, so. I don't think that they outsource private committees to, to write laws. That's not the government. The whole point of the government is they do that. That's, no, we're supposed to vote people in. I'm who do pretty it. sure. I'm pretty sure there's. No, I mean I maybe. I maybe really it's truly don't think so. Maybe it's not third party committees. Maybe these people are still involved with the government in some way, shape, or form. But I don't think that the senators are personally the I ones think... who write these up, or that their secretaries are the ones who write yeah. these up. I I don't know. I I really don't. I'm not trying to like put you down or say but like truly, no, I, I, I really I, feel, yeah. I, just... I really honestly I, th- I think I remember learning in school mm-hmm. you learn, you remember the schoolhouse rock thing about right. the bill well that's even what there's I'm Mr. Of. What's-His-Face goes to goes to Washington that right. old black and white movie about the dude who becomes a congressman right I, yeah they they propose the bills then they vote on them mm-hmm. and then the fucking secretaries write them up Kyle, dude. Kyle, Kyle, we need you on this one, bro. We really need you on this one. So, I think that the country would be much better run if it was the way you're talking about. I think the reason that it's fucked up is because I, I have a feeling it's not. I have a feeling this is gonna be one of those situations where we're like both right. Like we're gonna get a response. We're like, well, in this case, you know, this was actually done like this, but and when in the case of this, it was actually done by a separate. But Kyle, just just comment, comment to let us know, but because I'm pretty confident in mine also. It's not like I mean, when Apple wants to roll out a new iPhone, right? Right? They hire a committee of engineers who know Mm -hmm. all the things about phones and comfort, and and they design a phone and they make them this one. They probably make them three Mm -hmm. blueprints and say, pick one, right? Mr. Jobs, you know, right? Back in the day. Steve Jobs is not the one who made up iPhones. But <laughs> we'll get a kick out of that. Here you go, Mr. Cook. You know, pick one of these. Right. But 
that's I I just I don't think that's the way that the government works, dude. I don't think the government hires outside people to do anything. No, well, the the reason why I think they do is because I don't think that the because like if you hire if a senator were to hire an outside committee to write something, right? You know, and like I said, maybe it's not even an outside committee. Maybe it's something that is within the government, right, or some committee within the government. But I think that they would. The reason why you could do that is because the senator gets all the say. They're basically just hiring the people to be like the senator goes, hey, is it possible for us to do this? Well, yeah, but we would have to do this. Da, da. All right. Make it happen. You know, the committee would be forced to write up something that fit in that senator's view. Are you looking it up right now? I hope you are, because I'm really curious to just solve this <laughs> so that we know the answer to it. Cause then I think no, of, I typed it in, and because then I think of people like twenty-nine-year-old Ocasio Cortez, and there's no way she's fucking writing that shit herself. You know, she's fucking hiring people to do it for her. Who actually, writes the laws <laughs> because legis- let legislation can be written by anyone. But only a member of Congress can introduce a bill for consideration. The actual text of proposed bills frequently is drafted by legislative aides working either for members of Congress or for congressional committees. Yeah, so so they're just not outside committees, but they are committees. Legislative just... aides. And committees. Working for committees. Working yeah. for members or committees of Congress. But they're legislative aides. They're just the secretaries. The secretaries write it. They're literally aides. It says legislative aides working either for members of Congress or committees. It doesn't say right. a contracted for or it just literally says the actual text of proposed bills frequently is drafted by legislative aides, <sighs> which is secretaries. That's so fucked up that it's done that way. I know. It's fucking retarded. <laughs> you know what else is really fucked up that blew my mind when what? I first learned about it? Which apparently I'm wrong, okay, because the forefathers say that I'm super wrong. <laughs> it's in the Constitution. This is so important. What? But the whole idea of being judged by a jury of your fucking peers oh, I know. bothers me a lot, Adam. I, I know. And maybe I just don't understand it, guys. May It could be that I'm ignorant. Because it's worked for almost 300 years, Mm -hmm. and it was so important that they literally put it in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Like, it has to be done that way. Yeah. When I was a kid, I literally thought that was a job you could have. I thought some people wanted to become jurors, and you went to college, and you were trained how Mm -hmm. to be a juror, how to judge non-biasly a situation. I thought you had to be trained and have some requisites for that. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. They literally pick motherfuckers at random. Yeah. And they say, go judge the rest of this person's life. The the issue, the biggest issue I have with that is, and and I actually never thought about the way that you mentioned that would be cool if there were people who was like, just as you said, had a job to do it. Like psychology right? degrees and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like you had a degree in it. What always bothered me about it was it's you're judged by a jury of your peers, right? Well, when you when you're choosing twelve random fucking people, those aren't my peers. I don't fucking know any of those people. You know what's worse than that? 
it's not just 12 random fucking people. It's 12 clinically chosen people. Mm -hmm. Each side, the prosecution and the defense, gets to fucking critique the members first. And if they deem that they're biased in any way, they scrap them. Yeah. So it's 12 clinically chosen people individuals who are gonna fucking choose the rest of your life if you're going fuck that yeah i agree if you're going to choose the like if you're gonna go the route of choosing like random people i would make it random baby yeah well make it random and i would argue that there's 12 of them right so make six of them people that know the defendant and then you make six of them random because they all have to agree on one verdict so now when they're in the room there are six people who know you, who know your character, who know your behavior, who know who knows why you do the things you do, and now they're forced to convince six other people that you're that. guilty or innocent. Well, because that's just screaming for bias. Screaming for bias, but I mean, I think things like that have to be considered, though, too. I do too. I mean, I think the whole reason that they do it is like because the law is the law; it's black and white, right? right. Except it's really not black and white because you have a court case for every single individual case that happens, which means there's a whole lot of gray area in between. It is not black and white. But everyone wants to argue that the law is black and white and that if you have bias, it's going to put gray area in there. Mm -hmm. I agree with you that it's already in there. There's already a, a prosecutor who is literally being paid, his career is to make sure that I lose. Yes. Whether or not he believes that I am innocent or not, Mm -hmm. that is not his job. His job is to do everything in his power to have me go to jail. Yeah, exactly. And if he gets it done, he gets rewarded for that. Mm -hmm. Then you have the defense, who just equal and oppositely, doesn't care if you're innocent or not, you can tell your defense lawyer, I fucking did it. And yeah. he'll say, don't you ever say that again. Right. You know what I mean? It's, his job is to prove that you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I think there already used to be a stigma on lawyers for mm-hmm. that reason. Because they don't really care about justice. They care about winning their case. Yeah, paycheck. Right? But there was never any stigma on the jury. Mm-hmm. And the jury is the ones who actually choose whether you're innocent or or guilty. Yeah. And the thing is, the the way that they choose these random people, just as you said, you know, they'll have the prosecutor and the defense, you know, choose yeah. it while I'm at random. Or not at random, but like, you know, selectively choose them. Well, then I, I feel like you're not putting enough things into consideration. Like, what's the education level of these 12 fucking people? Do, do they all not make it past the fifth grade? Or do they all have, like, PhDs? And, like, and what are what is it that they have it in? You know what I mean? It's just, like, well, it's a bunch of shit like that that does play part in a decision. And they never used to. I'm Okay, I didn't live during the forefather days. Right. Okay, but let's think about it logically. <laughs> During those days in the, what, 1800s, mm-hmm. early, the late 1700s, early yeah. 1800s, okay, there were many, many places in the country. If it wasn't like New York City mm-hmm. or, or Chicago or something big, if it was anything else, there was only, what, 1,000 people living in the town? Yeah. 2,000 people living in the town? You know, that was probably a big one. Right. So inevitably, everyone's going to know everyone. We live in a town of... About 30,000 people. Yeah. And it seems like everyone knows everyone. <laughs> exactly. Okay, yeah. it's a small fucking town. Right. Well, just imagine if it was one-tenth this size. Yeah. 
it would be impossible for you to find someone who doesn't have bias. Mm -hmm. Inevitably, every person on the jury would have encountered you at some point, would know you or your family or your cousin or something. Mm -hmm. So there would be that bias. There would be what you're saying, where they take into consideration your character mm -hmm. and who you are. They took into consideration who was your father, what yeah. name do you have, blah, blah, blah. Now, there's so many people that mm -hmm. they can afford the luxury of finding people with no bias at all. Right. But that's not the way that it was developed to be. It was developed yes. to be truly your peers, 12 people mm -hmm. who know you and who can judge you. Right. But that's not what it is anymore. But see, these these reasons that we're discussing and these examples that we're discussing right here is exactly why there's such a division and an uproar in our country right now. Because that's the argument, right? You have one side that's saying constitution is sacred. Don't ever change it. Don't I'm ever move all it. all about the constitution. Which, which I am too. Me, which I am right, too. right. But at the same time, I can definitely understand the other side with instances like this, whether it's guns or social media or how our courts are ran, to where there are just things that are not the same today that they were back when well, the Constitution was written. And we've all heard the term living document, right? Mm -hmm. So nothing else is ever called a living document, just the Constitution. Yeah. Because what that means is that it can be changed. Yes, it can be amended. It the can amendments be amend can be amended. And <laughs> when you have a change like that, mm -hmm. whatever that change is, now that is the solid Constitution. That's the living part of it. Yeah. It can change and it can evolve over time. But we've become so like afraid of amending anything anymore well you got to be super duper careful well, i do true. i do agree that an amendment should be the most strenuous decision on the country it should be it should have to almost be damn near unanimous true for for okay. it to change the constitution i can agree with that but i do think like you said it should not be such a faux pas to try to start yes. a following to amend the Constitution. And th that was- That a, doesn't make you un-American. Yes, that's a, and that's a good way to put it. Because I think that's really where the frustration is coming from the from the progressive groups, you know, is that, and maybe, and maybe it's why they've become so extreme in their views, right? Because uh, I would argue that at one point it was just, well, we should probably amend this part because of this and this and this. And immediately you get this pushback from the right going, no, you fucking snowflakes you can't fucking do that so meanwhile right. they're like well fuck you take away all the guns then asshole you know exactly. <laughs> and that is why it should be so hard to change it yes because the forefathers were pretty fucking smart dude they yeah. put their lives on the line they didn't think they were going to win when they mm -hmm. started the revolutionary war and then they fucking won yeah they donald trumped that shit <laughs> yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> and i don't think that they took it for granted dude i think they really thought about it hard and they came up with a really good document and a good system yeah and it's almost like they knew it's gonna get bigger than what it is now mm -hmm. and how can we keep it grounded when once it gets so much bigger right you know now we're at the point you know there's there's half a billion of us there's almost 500 million fucking americans running around in america dude right. that's a shit ton of human people at maybe the ideas the concepts that are in place now are good concepts, mm -hmm. but the way that they are orchestrated needs to change. Yeah. Certain things need to change. Um, 
And I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think no. that if someone came out and wrote a really good document to prove it, I don't think that that would make them un-American or mm. make them be a, a terrorist or hate the Constitution no, in any way. No, not at all. You can respect something and want to make it better. Yeah, exactly. And there are definitely things, especially with, like, the gun argument. Like, that's a that's a big one right now, right? You know, the, the people – either somebody wants to take the guns away or somebody wants to, you know, keep the guns. Um like that's something where it's like, okay, guys, like we uh, there we obviously have some some weapons, some firearms here that were not around when the Constitution was written. Exactly, it's probably worth looking at now and being like, okay, we should probably amend this a little bit. The forefathers had absolutely zero concept of the internet. Yeah, they had no way of even having a relation to it mm-hmm. or having any concept of what it might be. Right. Or, they were totally in the dark to the mm-hmm. internet, dude. And rightfully so. I'm not saying that they're wrong for that. But there is no way they could have possibly written a set of laws that would work for the internet. Yes. When they had no comprehension of anything even close to the internet. Yeah. Well, and when it's I was. It's time to write some shit specifically for the internet. Yes, I agree. And when I was watching this interview with this lady about the Russian troll farms and everything, and, and the way that she was, it was interesting because I think when we all thought of like Russian troll farms or like, you know, these fake accounts that were made to like sway elections and everything, you know, where I think we were all thinking kind of extremes, right? So you go there and it's some random name that. Uh, is obviously like bot generated and they're constantly just stirring pots or writing things, whatever it is. Right. But what I found out that they were doing things where they were literally infiltrating communities. So they would have these names like woke Lydia or something like that. Right. And they wouldn't even post anything political. It'd be like an LGBTQ page. Right. And they would only post things about, you know, Oh, I think this actress is really cute or like, Oh, you know, like peace, love, you know, gay people. Yay. And it would just constantly be that. And then all of a sudden it'd be like, like fuck Donald Trump. Just one post. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, oh, the LGBT community, we can't stand by somebody like this. So they infiltrate themselves into these communities and then they just, you know, do these little pokes of like, hey, if you're part of this community, we don't agree with this. We don't agree with this. It's funny how much of that happens. Mm -hmm. You know that I actually watched a video the other day on YouTube and it was a rabbit hole that I got into. Uh Okay, And what it was is it was... A rabbit hole, it originally started out how to talk to people, and then it got into how to talk to girls, and then it got into, like, the proper way to, like, stalk people. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting, right? This so, is a YouTube video? It was a YouTube video. Okay. I had no interest in actually stalking anyone. Right. But I was very interested in the video. I was like, right. let's fucking watch it, right? <laughs> and what they suggested was when trying to get to know someone, the best way to do it is to do it on Facebook, right? right. To get to know, find them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they suggested, this person, who was actually very smart, I think, said, don't just friend request the person that you're interested in talking to. Go into their profile, go to their friends, and start friend requesting some of their friends. Uh... And then Facebook will say, you have more common friends with this person. And then when you go Ooh. to friend request them, now all of a sudden you're in their social circle. Now they trust you more. Now they say, oh, how do you know Billy? How do you know Cody? And you can make shit up. And, you, 
and oh, people that's shady as fuck. at him. If that is just a video about how to pick up girls on Facebook, uh-huh. imagine what people who are given millions and millions of dollars in funding yes. and said, you can keep whatever the extra money is mm-hmm. after you spend as much as you can trying to diss Donald Trump. Imagine right. the things that actual powerful people can sit yes. there and think of. Exactly. It's crazy what the human brain can come up with. Oh, yeah. I never put together trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And it seemed so simple to this person. Yeah, of course. To go in and infiltrate their friends list first. And that's exactly that's, how, I've, how I, I felt. I got the chills when I read it. Mm-hmm. I was like, there are fucking people who do this. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's how I <laughs> felt when I was listening to this woman talking about the Russian troll farms. I just used one example. But she was constantly giving me these different ways that these different, and not just Russians. She was talking about all major powers, right? Or all, not even oh, major yeah. powers. Just all countries do it in all some way, shape, or form, right? And but the way that she was describing that they did it, just as you said with the stalking thing, it was like, wow, that seems so simple, you know. And it's like, and and you just don't know, mm-hmm. you know. You, you she was even talking about like how they get away with making it sound like that they're you know from Texas when they're really living in you know fucking Russia, you know, or wherever the, it is. There are professionals who will take it the extra mile and actually will learn about psychology and how the brain works they have there are professional people just like there's pickpockets on the street right people who know how to bump into you and use movement and momentum Mm -hmm. to trick you there's people who are just as knowledgeable about how to use programs to trick you exactly and going back with like the constitution that that's exactly why stuff like the internet, you have to have some kind of form of regulation or just rules of how to operate on it. Because we have this point now that we've never been at before where we're able to take these social media platforms or, or not we, but like people can take these social media platforms and weaponize it to sway elections or push out an ideal or false information, whatever it is. Well, people can also use it to um, to show how great of a singer they are of and to be recognized for an amazing talent they have that people would never know otherwise. Yeah, of course. Just as good as it can be, mm-hmm. it can also be that bad. You know what I mean? It depends how it's used. Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, they're just tools. Right. And it's, you know, you can build a house with a hammer or you mm-hmm. can smash someone's face in with a hammer. Exactly. It's just a hammer. But it's oh, it's wild though. Like, have you heard about? There's a thing going on right now. It's I haven't really read into it, but I've seen a lot of articles about it. Okay. okay? And what it is is there's websites now that generate random faces. No, um, I haven't heard of this. So apparently, up until pretty recently, uh-huh. um, it was hard to generate a random face that looked a lot like a human. That looked a lot like a regular person, like a Facebook profile page. Okay. For whatever reason, I, I'm not very good at technology. Uh-huh. Um, I just run a podcast for a living, you know. <laughs> um, the, it, it wasn't able to be done or it was more difficult or they couldn't write an algorithm to do it. Maybe you had to do it by hand. Right. So now there's, a, there's these websites that are out there who have algorithms written into them who – literally just sit there all day long on auto command and just create millions of pictures of pe- like profile pictures of totally fake not real people why i don't know i don't know i haven't read any of the articles 
Okay. But apparently it's an issue. Uh, for security, for whatever reason, it's it can be used to trick people more. I don't, you haven't heard anything about it at all. Well, the more you're talking about it, I feel like I remember listening to, I think it was like a Rooster Teeth podcast or something. And I remember there was a segment where they were, you know, obviously it was a podcast, so I couldn't see it. I could only right, hear it. Right. But there was some kind of segment where they were like looking at two faces and going like are you sure that's computer generated that looks like it's real yeah so they can they can computer generate the faces now there and they're were, just on autopilot doing this right now as we talk they're just pumping them out that's so weird there was yeah. there was this uh there were these videos that I know popped up on Facebook now and then and I never really checked into the validity of these videos to see if they were legit or just something somebody put together but I remember the the this particular video was it opened with like a clip of Putin talking to his people or something like that, right? Like a like Putin, an interview. The P- Russian Putin, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. With uh, giving an interview with something, right? Okay. And then all of a sudden, it takes that uh, clip and it backs up, and it shows another clip side by side with the Putin one of a regular average day Joe like you and I making the same movements and talking and everything, but had like face tracking stuff on him. Yeah. And they were able to make this real life video uh, that looked like Putin talking, but it was just this guy. It was all computer animated. Dude, yeah. That is fucking scary. Dude, you've shown me, you've opened up my eyes so much to <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Um, Literally, I know it sounds crazy, guys, but I'm telling you, I don't trust any fucking picture that I see anymore. You shouldn't. If it's a picture, if it's on a screen, if it's on a digital screen, mm-hmm. I don't fucking trust it, man. I'll say it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I'll say that's amazing. I love the way that looks. How fantastic. But literally, none of it is proven at all. You can take, you could have a beach with sand. Yeah. Okay. And you could have literally the only thing in the picture that you're looking at be one grain of sand that's mm-hmm. actually a real thing. And everything else around it, you can make a jungle fucking landscape that looks so legit like you're in the middle of the Congo yep. with the sounds and the water running. You can make it look like there's water misting onto mm-hmm. your fucking camera lens. Oh, yeah. You know, you, all of that. And the only real thing is one little grain of sand from a beach. That's actually what the picture was of. Yep. So my first experience with Photoshop, I think my dad showed me Photoshop when I was super young, like 10 or 11 years old, right? Yeah. And my dad uses Photoshop to take old pictures of his family or when he was younger and put it in Photoshop, enhance it, make it look nicer, okay, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So... He showed me Photoshop and, you know, Adam, come here, let me show you this. And he was showing what you can do with Photoshop and all this. And I remember the picture, the first picture I ever like fucked with on Photoshop was just this picture of my dad or, or some childhood friend that they were just standing on a street and you could see the houses on either side of them. Right. Yeah. Well, over to the right. There was a little patch of grass, right? And this is like a picture from like the early 70s. So it's super saturated uh, color. Right. And there was a little patch of grass and little 11-year-old me discovered this little tool in Photoshop where you could click on the little patch of grass and then basically clone it. 
anywhere you uh, wanted in the picture. Yeah. So then before I knew it, I, just to see if I could do it, 11-year-old me, I just made this kid, instead of staying in the middle of the street, he was staying in the middle of a field. Of grass. Of grass. Yeah. And it looked real. And that was what? Photoshop from 2000? Yeah. Yeah. That was 11-year-old Adam We're doing that. We're in 2019 that. now, bro. Yeah, exactly. You, it's phenomenal. It's totally phenomenal. And it's funny. There are times where it's like, because a lot of the times, too, the pictures you'll see, it's not even that what you're seeing in the picture isn't actually there, but the colors are, like, enhanced, right? You know, they want the purples to stand out more than the blues. Dude, they can build the whole cities. This. In those, mm-hmm. there was one movie I watched. I forget what it was, but I feel like The Rock was in it. And there was a big hurricane going on, or not a hurricane. It was an earthquake happening in this major city. Okay, San Andreas. Okay, yeah. (laughs) And at one point in the movie, he's flying around in this fucking helicopter because he can't land, Uh and he's going in between skyscrapers and shit. And he goes to save his wife from Mm -hmm. the top of a building, right? Because he loves her or whatever. Right. That entire fucking scene, the only thing that's real is the helicopter, Adam. The <laughs> yep. only real thing in that whole scene, they're actually flying a helicopter in a yep. fucking grassy field. Yeah. The behind the scenes, the whole fucking city is all computer generated. Mm-hmm. All the people you see running around in the streets, all computer generated. They're not real fucking people. Yep. The building that they were standing on that he saved her from, that's, it was on just the a platform. It was just yeah. a platform on the actual <laughs> ground. And then they made it look like it was fucking 50 feet up in the air and he was saving her. None of it was real. So when I worked on Oz the Great and Powerful, uh, that was it was it was an interesting movie because they they actually did both where they would build real sets, but then they would have uh computer animated stuff happening around it, right? Right. Well, there was one particular scene I remember doing where it was James Franco goes to like a graveyard looking thing to find somebody. Right. And they needed me to come in because they literally just needed my hand like up on a rock. And then the camera just panned up. Like it was him looking up over this rock. Right. Right. Well, it was funny. So when they called me over to the studio that they were filming this particular scene in, you walk, they explained to me what the scene was. And then you walked into the studio and it was just all blue, all blue screen. And then the little set that they had set up where they had things that were shaped like rocks and everything, but they were all blue. Yeah. They're all just draped over in blue. Uh-huh. So the entire thing was I was putting my hand on like a blue wall and then like they were looking up over at just blue. Yeah. And then if you go back and you watch the movie, he's putting his hand on a rock. There's little gravestones everywhere. And you're like, None of that shit's really yeah. there. Well, and they even added in, like, cause he's looking up at somebody who's walking in the distance. Well, when they filmed it with me, there was there was nobody walking in the distance. Right. You know? So yeah, it's it's amazing what you can do with computer animation. But given like what I told you about like the Putin thing. It's also very scary because that stuff is is around now. Yeah, man. There's, I don't know. There's no way to make people do it the right way. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it gets hard because all it takes is it just takes one hacker, right? You know, one, somebody who can hack into like cable, right? Right. And be able to make one of these videos of them talking as Trump and saying, we're going to nuke North Korea, right? I mean, what then? What then? <laughs> you know? It's, I don't know. I think that 
you it'll you'll see something change. You'll see some kind of internet laws be made or internet police come around. Yeah, well, well, only time will tell. Or maybe people could just start acting right. That'd yeah, be nice stop too. being fucking assholes. Everybody. I have faith. I have faith. I, I think that people could. I have faith. I we could too. all just get our shit together. Why can't we all just get along, man? <laughs> All right, well, I think we're out of time here. I think we're at our hour. Yeah, we're Oh, out my hour. goodness. Yeah. We f- that was just supposed to be the intro conversation, guys. <laughs> turned look, out to be the whole podcast. Turned out to be the whole podcast. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We do always appreciate the, the our listeners and anybody who's you know watching the YouTube videos, the two YouTube videos we have. Oh, there's more to come, uh, guys. There's more to come, we promise. We there's- promise. You think we're talking shit. There's a pipeline. And there are things in the pipeline, guys. Yes. We promise. Just remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. Uh, the the GoFundMe, until I actually take the money out of there, is still going. So you can go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Hardly Millennial if you just want to put, you know, a dollar, maybe five, maybe 20. I don't know. Follow your heart. In the jar, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, thank you for uh, listening, guys. Any final words, Matthew? Uh, no. Love you guys. And, um, you know, the support is amazing. So thanks for letting us continue to do this. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.